Welcome to another Kingdom Community Church podcast. We hope you enjoy the message. Uh, the title of the message is Going Deeper into God's Country. <laughs> Hallelujah. Going Deeper into God's Country. Why don't you turn to the person beside you and say, I invite you. I invite you. Come and go deeper into God's country, heavenly country. The kingdom of heaven is for you. You can come into it and you can go deeper. See, there's so much more for us as Christians, so much more. And the New Testament is clear that there is more. I mean, Jesus said to him who has, he will be given more even in abundance. There's so much more, so much more. You don't have to settle for, for um, skim milk. You know, you can have a full cream latte, you know. There's so much more. Praise God. To go deeper into God's country, heaven, is to go deeper into Christ. You know, if you walk into a place of darkness, you know, like I was in India and they were celebrating the, um, a new temple. So I walked, I, I was just walking along, didn't know what was going on, and but the thickness of the darkness, you know, you just wanted to get out of there. The thickness of the demonic darkness. How much more when we enter into the things of God, into the hidden things of God, into the kingdom of heaven, you know, as you walk deeper and deeper, there is so much more. And the great thing is, it never comes to an end. You know, it never comes to an end. So uh, Hebrews eleven thirteen, it's talking about the great men and women of faith. And it says, these all died in faith. That's what we all want to do. One day, if the Lord doesn't come and get us first, we want to pass on in faith. My mentor in the Lord was Bill Sabritsky. And a few weeks before he died, he said, Mark, when I die, he, he, was, he, was, uh, he was passing on from this life. He was 90 years old. He said, when I die, the fiery chariots of heaven will come and get me. And I was speaking to his widow, Kayleen, about a year ago, and, he, and she said, when he died, the chariots of heaven came and got him. Hallelujah. So these all died in faith. Hallelujah. Not having received the promises, but having seen them from afar off, were assured of them, embraced them, confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. You know, uh, they didn't, Abraham was promised Isaac. Isaac was born. It says in a previous verse that they obtained the promises. But in this verse, so in verse 13, it says that not having received the promises. So you've got to see that there's two things going on. In the Old Testament, they in the temporal time that was going on, they received promises. But 
in a greater sense, they never received promises because all the promises of God in Christ are yes and in him, amen. And so in a sense, they were all waiting as pilgrims on this planet Earth for the coming of Christ, the promised one. Hallelujah. And when he came, he said, I will send you the Holy Spirit, the promise of the Father. Hallelujah. So when Christ came, he gave us another promise. God's like that. You know, he'll fulfill a promise and then we'll be on to the next thing. Hallelujah. So they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For those who say such things declare plainly that they seek a homeland. Now, you know, in the Old Testament, all these men and women of faith, in the Old Testament, they received the physical promised land of Israel. But here it says that they are waiting for a homeland. And that homeland is the kingdom of heaven. It's God's country. Praise God. And truly, if they had called to mind that country from which they had come out, they would have had opportunity to return, talking about Egypt. But now they desire a better, that is a heavenly country. You know, there's a better country than Australia, than Egypt, than anywhere else. It's a heavenly country. And we are the inheritors of that country. We are citizens of heaven. And we can not only enter the kingdom of heaven now, but we can go deeper into the kingdom of heaven. Hallelujah. Therefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So Jesus came and he said, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It's now. Homeland. Now. You can dwell in this country now. Heaven is all around us. Angels. Where are you, Emily? Angels. Amen. Praise God. Kingdom of heaven is now. It's not only somewhere where you go when you die, but the kingdom of heaven, Jesus said, is among you. It is within you. Yeah. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. Yeah. The other, uh, in, where was it? In Brisbane, uh, people were audibly hearing, people put up their hands so they could hear angels singing. Yeah, people are hearing angels singing. Hallelujah. You know, it is God's pleasure. The Father God takes pleasure in giving you the kingdom of heaven. You know, when you have the kingdom of heaven, you have everything you need. You have wholeness, deliverance, healing, blessing, provision, and persecution. You've got everything. Luke twelve twenty nine. Do not seek what you should eat or what you should drink, nor have an anxious mind. For all these things the nations of the world seek after, and your Father knows that you need these things. It's Father's Day. Your Father in heaven knows everything that you need. But seek the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added to you. So Jesus taught that we weren't to go running after money and fashion and all this sort of stuff. But he, your Father in heaven will provide all these things. Rather, you are to seek the kingdom of heaven. Do not fear, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure 
takes delight. It's your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Turn to the person beside you and say, God wants to give you the kingdom. You know you're called kings and queens. Hallelujah. You know, uh, God wants to open our eyes, open our hearts, open our ears to receive the things of heaven. He wants to give us a spirit of wisdom and revelation that we might know the things that are ours in Christ Jesus. Colossians 3.1, if then you were raised with Christ, you know, if you're born again, if you died to sin, if you, if you are raised with Christ, this is for you. Seek those things which are above. Where's above? Heaven. Seek those things which are above where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above and not on things of the earth. See, God will look after everything on earth for you. I mean, that sounds crazy for the unbeliever. But for those who put their faith in Jesus Christ... Trust him. He'll give you new knees. Trust him. You got your new eye too, did you? <laughs> Set your mind on things above. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. You see, when, when you repented and you died, you have come into Christ and now you are hidden. So unbelievers, they don't actually see you. Hello? It's true. Because you are hidden. The Bible says, Do not judge by human appearance, but judge with righteous judgment. To judge with righteous judgment is to see into the kingdom of heaven. Praise God. You know, in the kingdom of heaven, you see things differently. You see things according to mercy and grace and faith. I think Friday night we, in where were we, Gosford, there was a lady bent over, you know, leaning on a cane. And the kingdom of heaven came on her and she said, I'm straightening. And she goes like this, I'm straightening. When you see through the kingdom of heaven, when you see in the kingdom of heaven, you see wholeness. You see, you see things through the cross and blood of Jesus Christ. You see that the person is whole, that they're well, that they're born again. I had a lady write in Facebook today, Melissa. Um, she's not up yet on YouTube, but she's practically doing... Uh, somersaults uh, she's going all over the place being delivered and and she writes in I'm healed of schizophrenia depression suicide or whatever you see when God looks at you he, he sees you differently from the way, way you see yourself we should see ourselves like he sees us he sees us through the blood so we're forgiven, we're healed, we're delivered, we're whole, we're beautiful, we're full of love. 
So instead of identifying yourself as I am a drug addict, I am kidney failure, I am this and that, I am redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, sins, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things. Hallelujah. That's who you are. Forgiven, healed. So God wants you to, it's like there's two images. There's what, what you see yourself as and what he sees you by faith. Because Revelation talks about the faith of Jesus. Jesus sees you this way. So you need to stop seeing yourself that way and through faith and repentance see who you are. And then when, you know, people who don't know you, they might see you in a certain way, but you're actually hidden in Christ. Your life is a mystery, just as his life is a mystery. Your, your, your true identity is invisible. It's revealed in heaven. Hallelujah. The only one who really knows you is the Father. Praise God. So, set your mind on things on heaven. For you, die, for you died, your life is hidden with Christ and God. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. Therefore, put to death. Now, think about it. I used to work in a morgue, right, when I was a, a teenager. Uh, so, you know, when, when someone's dead, they're dead. There's no movement, nothing, no breath, nothing. Put to death your members which are on earth, fornication. So fornication in certain contexts in the Bible means all sexual activity outside of a husband and wife. Fornication, uncleanness. What is uncleanness? Well, it's pornography. It's anything that's unclean. Passion and desire, covetousness, which is idolatry. It's where you idolize money. Money becomes the main thing in your life. Because of these things, the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience, in which you yourselves once walked when you lived in them. So now you're walking in the kingdom of heaven. Hallelujah. I mean, think about, about it. If a church fails as it is in the West, much of a church, if a church fails to preach repentance, how will people walk in the glory of the kingdom of heaven if they're still walking in fornication and uncleanness and passion, and idolatry, and all these things. That's why if you are raised with Christ, think on those things. But how can you think on those things which are above if you have not died to the fleshly stuff? doesn't make sense. Set your mind on heaven. So, hunger and thirst for God and for the kingdom of heaven. Jesus said in Matthew 5, 6, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. 
you know, you can you can be born again, you know, but but you think, well, that's it, and I just go to church, sing on the choir, in the choir, or whatever. But as a Christian, you can hunger and thirst in a in a passionate way, which obligates God to fill you and satisfy you with the fullness of God. Turn to the person beside you and say, there is more. Blessed are you who hunger now, for you shall be filled. You know, uh, sometimes the Holy Spirit will locate people, and sometimes they'll have one condition, another condition, and there's all sorts of stuff going on. And it, I always find it difficult when, when the Holy Spirit locates someone because he knows that they don't have hunger or thirst. And they stand there and say, well, I don't need anything. I'm fine. And it's like, it's like the Lord's saying, well, this is how much of my church is. They're fine. Well, one guy said to me, well, I've got a boat and I've got a nice house and I'm doing really well. I've got a good nest egg. And it's like, i got everything. i got everything. In Revelations, Jesus says to the church, you say you're rich, but you're naked and poor and blind. Hallelujah. So, you know, and, you know, if you're like, oh, well, I'm fine, you know, you're not fine. You need to hunger and thirst for righteousness and the things of the kingdom of God. So this kingdom, the kingdom of heaven, is not easily found. If it was easily found, then, you know, you wouldn't need to hunger and thirst and seek. But Jesus said in Matthew thirteen forty four, again, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden. The treasures of Christ aren't that obvious. You've got to go looking, hidden in a field, which a man found, so you can find it, and hid it. And for joy over it, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking beautiful pearls, who when he had found one pearl of great price. But what, did he do? what was he doing first? He was seeking beautiful pearls. Are you seeking the beautiful treasures of heaven? When he found one pearl of great price, that is Jesus, he went, sold all that he had, bought it. Hallelujah. Yeah, the ministry is easy. It's the Holy Spirit comes in power and does everything. But the cost of the ministry, ah, there you go. It'll, it could cost you everything. Persecution. I mean, in places like Australia, there's minimal persecution on the whole, you know. But you go to other places like in China at the moment, you know, uh, terrible persecution. But, but the people, you know, many of the Christians in the Middle East and so on, they've found the pearl of great price and they're not letting go of it and they're not denying it for anything. And they'll shed their blood because they found this treasure. And, it's, and you know, here in the West, where you've got everything and like, well, what's there to look for? You've got to find that which is hidden. Because God will hide things. It's like treasure, like find and seek, you know. God will hide things so that you will seek him. And when you seek him with all your heart, you will find him. Praise God. So Jesus said in Matthew 7, 7, 
Ask and it will be given to you. That's a promise. It's a promise. You have to ask. Some people, they like with healing, some people they're like, well, I don't think God would do this. It's like beyond God. So they don't ask. It's like, well, what's the point of asking? It takes faith to ask and to believe that he'll give it to you. Ask and you will receive. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. He who seeks finds. To him who knocks it will be opened. Or what man is there among you who if his son asks for bread will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish will give him a serpent? If you then being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more? Everyone say more. How much more will your Father in heaven give good things to those who ask him? Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. <laughs> you know, I get people on YouTube and they, they whinge and complain about all sorts of stuff and they get nasty and, and someone was saying, well, they, you know, talking about the dark things. Because in Isaiah 45, 1 to 3, it talks about the dark things. And you say, oh, well, that can't be right. You know, as if God didn't know how to write his book, you know. I will go before you, Isaiah 45, 1, and make the crooked places straight. I will break in pieces the gates of bronze and cut the bars of iron. I will give you the treasures of darkness and hidden riches of secret places that you may know that I am the Lord who called you by your name and the God of Israel. You see, he has treasures of darkness. See, something that's hidden in darkness, you can't see. You see? He'll give you the treasures of darkness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I mean, our little peeny minds, we think, well, God is light, and how can there be treasures of darkness? And I mean... Don't be stupid. God's smarter than you. I, mean, I didn't bother responding. Praise God. So you can enter that heavenly country. How do we enter that heavenly country? You enter it by repenting of sin and putting your faith in Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ shed his blood that he might redeem you, take you, from the clutches of Satan, from hell and judgment, his anger, and bring you into his favor, acceptance, forgiveness, eternal life, that your home can be heaven. Praise God. So Jesus put it like this, Matthew 18, 1. Um, the disciples are saying, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Then Jesus called a little child to him, set him in the midst of them and said, Assuredly, I say to you, unless you are converted and become as a little child, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever humbles, excuse me, humbles himself as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Whoever receives one like this little child in my name receives me hallelujah so you know not only do we enter the kingdom of heaven through humility and repentance but we travel deeper into the kingdom of heaven through the attitude of humility we humble ourselves you know traveling in the kingdom of heaven 
when you travel and suddenly there's pride, it's like you just slam the brakes on. We enter through humility. Praise God. And as we enter deeper into the kingdom of heaven, we enter deeper into the love of Christ. Oh, the love of Jesus. You know, maybe there's someone here sitting and you you got osteoarthritis, your limbs are hurting and so on, you know, maybe your head's throbbing, you know. Jesus loves you. And often people don't realize how much he loves them. And the, the spirit of pain will, will shout at you. You see, God doesn't love you. This is why you're in pain. He doesn't exist. He loves us. And so in Ephesians 3, 18... Verse 17, Paul prays that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now, now, how could you possibly understand the fullness of God? How could you possibly understand the love of Christ? There's so much more. Turn to the person beside you and say, there's so much more. Hallelujah. You know, to travel into the kingdom of heaven is to travel into new dimensions of the Holy Spirit. With this, I'm finishing up. There are new dimensions of the Spirit of God. You know, perhaps someone, you know, they, they, they experience the... The Holy Spirit moving in salvation, they think, well, that's, that's the only dimension. All right? Sometimes we judge others by our own experiences. And then someone else, they, they speak in tongues. All right? So people speak in tongues. But then someone else, you know, they get the laughter. And they go, well, no, no, that can't be God. You know, that's, that's a demon, that one is, you know. Uh, that's, that's foolishness, you know. We've got to have order in the church. I can sit here and, and speak in tongues properly, but no, no, you can't do that. So, But there are other dimensions of God. Hallelujah. God is the fullness of God is yours. So uh, Ezekiel 47, Ezekiel is taken by an angel. He starts to walk through the river of God in a vision. And uh, he says, For the water was too deep, water in which one must swim, a river that could not be crossed. He said to me, Son of man, have you seen this? Then he, the angel, brought me and returned me to the bank of the river. But today we have the promise of the Father. You don't have to go back to the shore. You can dive in and be baptized in the Holy Spirit and with fire. You can go deeper. Ezekiel couldn't go as far as we can go. The kingdom of heaven, the homeland had not yet come in Christ. So he had to go back to the shore. But you can swim. Turn to the person beside you and say, just dive in and swim. John the Baptist said, I indeed baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. And Paul said, Ephesians 5.18, do not be drunk with wine, which is dissipation, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. Turn the person beside and say, just go deeper. Come on.
Hallelujah. Praise God. I think I'm talking about it and she's getting it. <laughs> I think we're all getting it. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Isn't God good? Praise God. I'd like us to take a moment to forgive. Just close your eyes and just... You know, the Spirit of God baptizes us into the love of God. And the hin a hindrance to the Holy Spirit coming in your life is unforgiveness. So just take this time to forgive. Forgiveness is not a feeling. It's not an emotion. Oh, I feel like I've forgiven someone. It's a decision to obey the Word of God. Lord Jesus, I choose tonight to forgive. I forgive the person, perhaps the person who abused me, the person who raped me, the person, my mother who tried to abort me. I choose to forgive the, uh, the teacher who was so hard on me. I choose to forgive that person who robbed me, that person who I feel defrauded me of my opportunity and destiny in life. I choose to forgive children who don't treat me right as parents. I choose to forgive mother, father, brother, sister, employer. I choose to let it go and not take offense and not cooperate with the devil. Amen. Amen. So just forgive. Forgive. Praise God. And now in your heart, ask the Lord, I want to go deeper into the kingdom of heaven. I want to go deeper into the love of God. I want to go deeper into the Holy Spirit. I want to go deeper into righteousness. I want to go deeper as a surrend surrendered to Christ. I want to die to the flesh and be resurrected with Christ in righteousness and holiness. I want to give my life to Jesus 100%. All to Jesus. I surrender tonight. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Amen. Thanks for listening. This has been another Kingdom Community Church podcast. If you'd like more information about our church, go to www.kingdomcc.com.au.